Hey everybody, good evening. I am Mark, I am one of the pastors here at the village, and we are in a series on uh, the values of the village. So we just, we've got two services now, we have the morning service and the evening service, and when we did that we decided that it would be good to reflect on the things that we believe as a community so we had gone through the gospel, what we believe about the gospel as a community, and we, we talk about that as uh, story, identity, and kingdom. So the gospel is the story of Jesus and the story of Jesus in our lives, and then identity is the, the identity that Christ gives us uh, as children of God, as priests, and then uh, kingdom is the way that we as people who have had Jesus impact our lives and uh, have a, an identity in Christ, uh, how we move out then into the world and um, impact the world for Jesus. Uh, so the gospel is story, identity, kingdom. And we started out talking about that. And now, last week, we talked about truth. Um, so Eric spoke in the morning on truth, and then Julie spoke in the evening. Uh, and we're going to do, tonight, we're talking about the disciplines and then we're going to talk about community and uh, creativity, or no, creativity, then community, and authenticity and accessibility. So it's our six values as a community, um, the things that we hold as, as these are, this is what our community is about. So Rod spoke this morning on the disciplines, um, which is great because I had a really bad headache this morning and I, I'm still not feeling great. Uh, but I didn't do any slides for my sermon, so I actually uh, stole rods. <laughs> and we're actually talking about the disciplines in, in pretty different ways, but I'm going to use the slides anyway, and I'm going to make it work. So here we go. Uh, the disciplines, uh, we, also just as a side note, uh, we're doing the, the values in six weeks, uh, and in 2014, we did the values over the course of the whole year. So we have a pretty narrow uh, window into what we value as a, as a community over these six weeks. So if you want to know more and you have a lot of time on your hands, you can actually go back and listen to all those sermons, because they're all online, which is great. And it's also great for me, because I got to go back and listen to the introductory sermon on the disciplines, which Ron gave. And that was really fun because I love when Ron talks. Uh, but Ron, oh, I forgot my water back there. Can I have my water? Ron talked about the disciplines, and I've said the disciplines a lot. And if you've been in the church for a while, that probably went over your head. Um, if you haven't been in the church for a while, uh, you might wonder what I'm talking about, because that's kind of a weird thing to talk about, the disciplines. So Ron presented them as, uh, there's, there's two ways of viewing the word uh, uh, discipline. And the one side is about uh, punishment and correction. Uh, and that's actually not what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, so the, that's kind of when we hear discipline, it's, it's you, you discipline your kids, you correct them, you punish them. And then uh, the other way that we talk about disciplines, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but 
Um, it's a way of living, a su- submitting to a way of living towards a goal. Um, so, for example, if you were going to run a marathon, uh, you would submit your way of living. You would submit to a way of living towards the goal of running a marathon. Um, so, I don't know how many of you know Corey, um, Corey Gilchrist. Yes, not Corey Wise. Corey, Corey Gilchrist. Uh, so. A, a couple of years ago, Corey was training to run a marathon, and he showed me his uh, his schedule. He had this whole schedule of, it was like, you run five miles and five miles, and then you run 10 miles, and then you run six miles and six miles, and then you run 12 miles. And it's this whole schedule of working up to running 26.2 miles, which is a marathon. And you have to eat a, a certain way, and you, you submit yourself to a way of living towards the goal of running a marathon. So that's kind of what we're talking about is, is, uh, and when we talk about the disciplines is, we're, is submitting your life to a way of living towards a goal. We'll talk about what that goal is, uh, in a minute. But first I want to tell you a story. So my dad, who's here, uh, my dad gets up at five in the morning every morning and reads his Bible and goes and exercises. Um, and I have this really cool picture of my dad when I, when I just growing up, uh, we had these couches with like a wooden arm and the, on the wooden arm, you could put this like, it was like a tabletop kind of deal. So he's sitting on the couch with this tabletop thing, um, with his Bible and a plate with toast and jam and tea. And it's early in the morning. So it's kind of dark and there's a lamp on, um, where he's reading his Bible. So this is my, that's kind of how I picture my dad a lot. Uh, so he, he reads his Bible at five in the morning and then goes and exercises. And when I was in middle school, my dad invited me to go with him uh, to get up in the morning and, and to read my Bible and go exercise with him. Um, so I, I did. I got up at five in the morning. I sat down with him. I read my Bible and... Um, and I don't remember if we read the same passages or whatever, but I read my Bible, he read his Bible, and then we went down and we exercised together. So my dad jumped rope, and I rode the stationary bike or something, and and it was great. And then the next day, I did it again with him. And the day after, I did it again, and the day after, and it's become this regular thing that I do in my life. I get up at five in the morning, and I read my Bible, and none of this is true. I don't do that. I did it uh, one time with my dad <laughs> and didn't do it again. Um, but it's something I really treasure about my dad, that he does this, this, he regularly gets up in the morning. And we'll come back to this. But um, I have another story. When I was a freshman in college, I went to a school in Michigan where we had lived before we moved to Arizona. And it's a small Christian university, and I took a class um, called Gospels and Acts. And my professor was this guy named Chuck White. And Chuck White had been my parents' um, adult Sunday school teacher um, when we lived in Michigan. So he, we, I, I had been friends with his kids. Um, so he called me up after the first class and said, Hey, would you like to meet me every week to pray? And I said, sure, that'd be great. Um, and he said, okay, would you, we can meet in my office or 
we can go running together. Because he's this big runner, and he's, he, he keeps track of his, of his running, and he's run the equivalent of, of running around the world. He, he made, it was this big deal when he did it. It was, it's really cool. He's a big runner. So he goes with people and he, he runs with them and he prays with them. So he invited me. He said, we can be in my office or we can go running together every week. And I said, sure, let's go running together every week. And so we went running together and we prayed. And then the next week we went running together. And it's become this pattern in my life where I run with, why are you all laughing? <laughs> No, I said, uh, hey, let's meet in your office. <laughs> let's do that. That'd be good. Um, so I met in his office, and not every week. I didn't go every week. But it was a really cool thing that he invited me into. And even just inviting me into praying every week was this really cool thing. So I have another story about uh, I was in the Navigators at the U of A, and the navigators have this thing called topical memory system, which is these packs of verses from the Bible that you're memorizing. And you have like a little, it's like almost like a little wallet, and you have one of the verses in there, and you read the verse, and then you, you, you memorize that one verse, and then once you have it, you put it back in the pack, and you bring out another one. And they, each pack has 12 verses, and there's like six or seven packs. And I memorized them all all of them, and I still remember them, and I can quote them to you right now. You don't believe me? <laughs> you all are very discerning. Uh, no, I can't. I can't quote uh, the verses for you. Um, but they were a really good help to me when I was working at Starbucks, and I, had to, I was working with someone who didn't like me, and was really mean to me. And I would, I had my verse pack and I would get it out and read my verses. And I don't remember any of them. But they did help me think about Jesus when I was doing that. And that was really helpful. But see, here's the thing. Is that in the church, uh, and really kind of in, in pop culture, the way we talk about the church in pop culture, um, and the way we view Christianity is we have these really specific kind of narrow views of what it means to live a disciplined life um, in Christ. So we have, it's, it's, um, it's actually, it's getting up really early in the morning and reading your Bible, which again is something I really value about my dad. And I really not, I don't, I don't want you to believe, I don't want you to think that I'm like putting down what my dad does. It's really, and we're going to come back to it. But it's, it's getting up really early in the morning. If you get up really in, early in the morning and read your Bible, that means you're a good Christian. Um, if you read a certain, uh, or if you pray a certain number of hours every day, that means you're a good Christian. And if you can quote scripture, like the whole Bible, then you're a good Christian. And that's what it means. That, that's what it means to be disciplined. And I really struggled with that for a long time. I believed that I was not disciplined, that I, I am not a disciplined follower of Christ because I really struggled to get up in the morning. Um, and in fact, when I was working at Starbucks, I actually changed the opening order so that I could turn the espresso machines on first to get my coffee sooner because <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't have been able to do it. 
I really struggle in the morning. I struggle to get up. Um, you can ask my wife. Uh, and then I actually have a lot of trouble uh, sitting in in sitting in, in one place um, because I have ADD and I move around and I fidget. Um, and I have a lot of trouble memorizing things. I... I have memorized verses, and I can open up my Bible to specific verses, um, but not because I know where, not because I remember the, the citation of the verse, what book and what chapter and what verse, and I can quote, but because I just, I know where it is in my Bible because I've had this Bible for like 10 years. Um, it has been 10 years. That's a fun thought. Cool. I hadn't thought about that till just now. Uh, so I felt a lot of shame. And actually, I believed in a lot of ways that uh, these things that I had to do, this really sort of narrow focus of, of living um, that I had to do as a Christian, uh, I believe that other people um, thought that I, I didn't do these things well and that I wasn't living in Christ well and that they were pouring shame on me for not doing things the right way. And that's not what the disciplines are about. And it it took a long time for me to come to a place where I began to uh, learn more about that. So part of one of the things that happened was I started coming to the village, which was really um, helpful. People started actually investing in me and telling me uh, the ways that they saw me, uh, that they saw Christ in me. Um, They actually began speaking to me and saying, hey, this thing that you do is really good. That's something that that Christ sees. Um, The way that you ask questions or the way, I don't remember exactly, but it was was life-giving to hear the way that people saw me. Um. And then another thing that happened was I spent about a year um, in the book of Jeremiah, and I was going to a coffee shop every night, at night, not in the morning. And I would sit there for like two hours, and I couldn't focus on, on reading all the time, but I would sit there and I would read, and then I'd think about it, and I'd zone out and look at other things. And then I'd come back to it and sit and read, because I was single and I had nothing else to do. I would, I, and, and that time in my life is actually one of the most rich, deep uh, uh, experiences with Jesus that I've had. And it, it didn't come because I um, was really focused or because I was memorizing the book of Jeremiah or because I was getting up at five in the morning. It was just happened to be a time when I was investing in my walk with Jesus and in reading the Bible. And, and then the other thing that happened was when I was at school in Michigan, I had another, not Chuck White, I had another guy who was investing in me. And he took me to a bookstore and got, bought me a book and said, um, I'll buy you this book if you promise to read it. Um, I did read it. 
like eight years later. Uh, and the book that the book that he he bought me was this book uh, called "A Celebration of Disciplines" by Richard Foster, which is just. When you talk about the disciplines, it's really hard to not talk about Richard Foster, although Rod did that this morning. (laughs) And what, what happened when I read this book was that the way he talks about the disciplines is actually much broader than any, uh, any talk about the disciplines that I had ever heard. And he presented them not as just um, not as just reading your Bible at a specific time and spending a certain amount of hours in prayer and memorizing scripture, but he presented them as um, he presents them as inward disciplines, outward disciplines, and corporate disciplines. And he's got four for each one, and he builds them out and and presents them all as these these things that interplay. So he talks about uh, meditation, and actually, and, and meditation is not the, the Eastern, it's not the, the Eastern uh, meditation of, of, of just emptying yourself. Um, it's actually emptying yourself and then being filled up with something else, which is Jesus. And so that interplays with reading your Bible and studying scripture, and it interplays with praying, and it interplays um, with all of these, with all of these different pieces of the disciplines. I want to read the passage that we read, that, um, that Chris read, which is uh, Acts 2, 42 to 47. Thank you. Did you write it down? Or did you just remember it? Uh, Acts 2. 42 to 47. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You see, the the disciplines um, are about our entire life. It's not about these moments of things that we have to do, that we have to get right. It's actually about uh, living our lives towards something. It's submitting our life towards a way of living, or submitting our lives to a way of living towards something. Um, and the thing that we're pointing our lives towards um, is Jesus, is truth. Um, we talked last week about truth and we were presented with this idea of practicing truth, and that truth is uh, in relationship with Jesus. And so while we talked about practicing truth, we didn't talk a lot, and what, what truth is, we didn't talk a lot about what that actually looks like. And part of that is because that's what the disciplines are. 
as we submit ourselves to a way of living um, in the disciplines um, towards truth and understanding Jesus. Um, so here at the village, we, um, we hold the disciplines to be uh, a value of our community because um, it's the way we live together towards Jesus. And I want to this is the way Rod presented them this morning, which I really loved. And I actually, I feel like I, I think I would have changed my slides even if um, I hadn't had a headache this morning because this was just a really good way to look at them. Um, oh, oops. Yeah, there we go. Nope. It might be dead. Can I just get the next slide? They're not my slides, so I can't use them. Okay, there we go. All right, good. Huh? Huh? Okay, good. I can use the clicker. Okay. So, um, and the, what I really liked what Rod did is that actually he took a lot of what I had, the ways that I had kind of uh, held the the disciplines in a lot of ways in in contempt in in my life, um, and roped in what. Uh, Richard Foster talks about and and took those and blew them out um, so that they were there you have so prayer and being living a life of prayer is about conversation with god it 's um, fasting which fasting um, is not about deprivation it 's not about taking something away as a punishment um, because we 've been living wrongly or because we 're in sin, it's actually about taking something away to create space um, to spend time with God and to think about Him, um, to spend time contemplating God, um, to spend time in confession with God, to spend time alone, um, to spend time in silence, um, listening, and to spend time journaling about what we what we learn, so that we can revisit it later. And it is about scripture. It is about reading the Bible. It's not necessarily about reading the Bible at five in the morning or reading the Bible at seven at night at a coffee shop. It's about spending time reading your Bible when you have time to read your Bible and creating that space. Um, It is about memorizing scripture. Memorizing scripture is a a beautiful thing. Um, I think Sue can quote an entire Bible, or not an entire Bible, (laughs) an entire book of the Bible. Um, my brother memorized a book of the Bible. And I, every time I run across people whose, whose brains work that way, and they stand up and they're like, oh, and this verse, and this citation, and this verse, and this citation. I just, I sit there in awe of like, that's amazing. My brain does not work that way. But it's really cool. It's about spending time studying, understanding the word, diving into not just reading it, but understanding why things are said. Like Psalm 119, um, if you, Psalm 119 is the longest book in the Bible. And I think, or longest chapter, man, I keep mixing up these words. Longest chapter in the Bible. And it's got these, every, I think almost every verse has some form of uh, the word. So it's the word or the ways of God. 
And for a long time, I thought, why is this chapter so long? It's so long. But it's, when it was presented to me as, this is an acrostic poem reflecting on how good, it, how good the word of God is, it breathed new life into it and helped me to understand it and to read it. And I spent time reading it this week and just sat there and, and, and let it wash over me that just the joy of the word of God. Um, just really cool. Um, and it's about meditation and self-examination, understanding uh, who we are in Christ and the things that we have done, the way that we have lived, and living more like Christ. Um, and then it's about community. And this is the one that I didn't really understand before about the disciplines, is that the disciplines are about community. It's about the, the worship of God and coming and singing together is about discipline. Um, the fellowship that we have, the stewardship of our resources, of serving one another, um, submitting to one another, allowing other people to speak into our lives and direct us. Evangelism, speaking the gospel to people. Um, gratitude and celebration. We celebrate so well here. It's amazing. Like when we sing happy birthday, we sang happy birthday this morning and it was so much fun. It's so much fun. And it, and we do that. We, people have come up for new jobs, um, for their anniversaries. Um, today is my half birthday. <laughs> it's my half birthday. And my parents always gave us our, our uh, whatever breakfast we wanted on our half birthday. So you could have pancakes or French toast or the smart one was, no, 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 was getting a, a sugary cereal like Cinnamon Toast Crunch because then you could not only have it the day of your half birthday, but then you got it like most of the week. So my wife, yesterday, because Sundays are kind of busy days, yesterday made me banana chocolate chip pancakes and bacon um, for breakfast to celebrate my half birthday, which sounds like a completely made up thing, and it is, but it's super fun. And this is why the disciplines are, are a value of, of the village, is that we actually have to practice them together. So we don't take prayer just as something that we do on our own, alone. We actually we spend time praying alone, and then in a group we spend time praying out loud. And then we actually, tonight, we read the Lord's Prayer together, and we read the prayer of confession together. We come together as a body to, to read and to pray um, and to spend time with God. We live uh, disciplined lives together. I want to read another passage um, in First Peter. 
there we go. First Peter two verse four says As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So what I'd like to note is that Jesus is the cornerstone that we are built upon. But it's not like this is Mark's Jesus cornerstone, and here's Mark's brick, and then here's Ron's Jesus cornerstone, and here's Ron's brick, and here's... We don't all have individual cornerstones. We actually have Jesus as a cornerstone, and then we are built up together on them, on on him. Um, And the, the disciplines are what craft us into stones that um, will not break under uh, the weight, will not, um, that are able to support other stones, and, and they're built in this way that the house will not fall, the house will grow. And it's important for us individually to be in the disciplines. Because our identity as children of God does not mean that we have good relationship with Jesus. Um, My daughter, I have a daughter, and she will always be my daughter and I will be her father, but that does not mean that I will always have good relationship with my daughter. That actually I have to invest in that relationship. I have to spend time with her and I have to talk to her and learn about her and learn what she loves and who she is. And that's the same with Jesus, in that we have to spend time with Jesus um, to have a relationship with him. We have to grow and understand him more. We have, to be in, we have to be in conversation and learn about him. But also, um, one thing that is really cool about community is that uh, in a few years, um, my daughter will be older and will be discipled by people in this community. And the community will come around her and speak to her, and she'll be able to go to them and say, hey, my dad does not understand me. I don't know what he's doing. He wants to spend all this time with me, and I just want to sit in my room, and I don't know. I don't know what she'll say. But there will be conversation with her, like people discipling her about her relationship with me and her relationship with my mom and her relationship with Jesus. And it's the same way with us, where we are children of God and we spend time in community talking about how Jesus doesn't understand me. He, it seems like he doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know what I want. I tell him what I want and he doesn't give it to me and I don't understand why. And we come around each other and we encourage each other and we tell each other who Jesus is. It's important for us to be to live in, in, in discipline together, not because we have shame poured out on us if we don't live the right way, but because we have to be growing towards Jesus 
to have a relationship with him, to understand what is true, and to be able to support each other um, in the wall on the cornerstone, which is Jesus. Um, can someone tell me what time it is? 6.13. And we have like time for maybe one question, maybe two, I don't know, or comments, or whatever. And I don't have a mic. Oh, there it is. What is half birthday? <laughs> it's the six months after your birthday. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, so I didn't, yesterday, today I turned 30 and a half. It's not a thing. Quarter birthdays, yeah, we just celebrate every day. Yeah. Any anybody else? Yeah. It's not a question. I just wanted to put a plug in for non-time oriented disciplines, as in ha- not having anything to do with days of the weeks or hours or whatever. I like to do like. Things like I'll read a book of the Bible in between every other book I read. And so however long that takes is however long that takes. Yeah. It works, though. Yeah. And I, the, the other thing that I forgot to come back to um, is that uh, the reason my dad uh, got up at 5 in the morning to read his Bible was not because he felt like he had to get up in the morning and read his Bible to get it right. But it was because he he's a doctor and he worked eight, still works eight to five, and then in the evenings he wanted to spend time with his kids and with his wife, and so the only time that he had to set aside for time with God was by getting up at, at five in the morning and reading his Bible and spending time in prayer. So it wasn't about getting it right and and this narrow view. It actually was about finding the time and. So finding the time for me looks very different because I don't work eight to five. Um, and so it, it's outside of that experience. But yeah, that's good. Yeah, one more. Then we got to be done. So, <clears throat> you know, everybody, everybody wants to be a disciple of Christ. You know, everybody wants to be a disciplined learner. But at what point do you classify or qualify yourself as a disciple or a disciplined learner as opposed to someone who's really just, you know, courting Jesus because everything else in your life is takes priority, you know? At what point on that scale does do you become a disciple of Christ? What do you think about that? Uh, I don't think there's a scale, actually. Um I think it's actually about individual people and, and what it looks like for them to have relationship with God. Um, you know, I, I actually, I met a, a woman one time who told me uh, very angrily that I didn't need, we were going door to door, and that I didn't need to be knocking on her door to invite her to church because she read her Bible three hours a day. And then she was very rude to us and a very angry with us. And that, that reading her Bible three times a day had, had not done anything to fill her with grace and compassion. 
and hope. Um, so it, it's not necessarily about a specific, uh, it's not about a specific regimen or a specific amount of time. Um, it's about the heart and, and what, how are you, I mean, again, it's submitting your life to a way of living towards uh, a specific goal. Um, so are you submitting your life towards God and Jesus? Um, Yeah. Okay. One more. <laughs> I just, I was always one of those people that always felt guilty for years about the disciplines. I mean, I, I prayed a lot, but I never did it on schedule. And when I was a young Christian, it's like somebody gave me this poem that was, you must in the morning if you come through the day. And, uh, and I'm just like you. I am not a morning person. And what's more, I was a single mother working. And, got, you know, now I'm old and retired. And I actually, I, ha- I have gotten to where I actually have a very, usually, plus when I have company, a very strict prayer schedule and stuff like that. And I've been able to do that. But God meets you. I mean, when I was a single working mom, I couldn't do that. If you're working full-time, I mean, arrow prayers, I mean, sometimes they're all you can do, and it's your heart. It's, it's, is your heart, do you talk to Jesus through the day, if, you know what I mean? I mean, is he there with you all the time? And I still think, I'm glad now that I can pray on schedule, it's great, but it doesn't make me any more spiritual. It, you know, so. Thank you. Um, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for this day. Uh, thank you for this evening, for this community. Um, I pray that you would continue to uh, push us into um, relationship with you, uh, that we would uh, become disciplined learners of who you are. Um, I pray that you would encourage us, that you would give us hope uh, and take away any shame um, and call us to you. Um, bless this time that we have uh, to worship together, and bless the food that we're going to eat and the conversation that will come after. In your name we pray. Amen.